Parshas Masei Shvi, chapter 36, verse 1, Pedic Lamed Vav, Pasek Aleph. This is the final parsha of uh, the Parshas Masei, and also the final parsha of the Chumash Bamidbar. Pasek Aleph says, Vayikrivu Roshei Ha'ovois. So the head of the families of Limishpachas Bnei Gilod Ben Mochir Ben Menashe. These are the head of the families of Gilod's son. Gilod was the son of Mochir, and Mochir was the son of, of Menashe. The Pasuk continues to say, Bnei Yosef. That was from the families of Yosef. And they spoke before Moshe, and before the Nisim, those are the leaders of the tribe. Roshi obviously Bnei Yisrael. They were the head of the families of Bnei Yisrael. Earlier, uh, the Torah told us that the land of Israel was supposed to be divided by the... Uh, was uh, Elazar and Yeshua Koin were going to divide it, but uh, it says together with them there is also going to be the Nosi, as the Posik says in Perik Lamedalid Posik Yudches, the Nosi Echod Nosi Echod Mimate Tikkulin Chalasores. So technically, the Nesim. Uh, these are the Nesim, which were the Roshia of Eslevene Yisrael. So since they were inheriting for everybody, and they acted as agent for everybody, as Rashi said, so they were approaching, um, speaking to Moshe and Nesim. It doesn't say anything specifically about Elozer and Yeshua, because um, apparently it was Moshe that made these decisions, and it was the Nesim that actually inherited so they came uh, to them to complain. Now, this Roshia of the families of Gilad, the Pasig enumerated the Parshas Pinchas when they were counted over there. The Torah says, These were the people that were supposed to uh, get the inheritance uh, for the land of Eretz Yisrael. So the Torah talks about this Gilad, and as Gilad was the son of Mochir, who was the son of Menashe, who was the son of Yosef. Uh, Gilad himself had uh, five families. We had the Ezer and Chelek, Asriel, uh, Shechem, and Shmida, actually a sixth family. And then he had Hefer. So Gilad had six, uh, six sons. Uh, and when the Pesach says over here, the heads of the families of Bnei Gilod, so these were the sons of Gilod, so this is talking about the families, those six sons of Gilod. Now, one of those six sons was Hefer. He was one of the six sons, as we learned before, in Pashas Pinchas Perik Chof Vov, uh, now, this Hefer 
gave birth to a son named Tzlovchot. And Tzlovchot was the father of these daughters that we have the issue and we're going to discuss about who Hashem previously said that they should get a part in the land of Eretz Yisrael. And the issue became now that they will be taking away uh, from the tribe of Menashe to the tribe that they marry because eventually when they die the children, her children who follow the father's lineage will take over the uh, property and that would be taking away from one tribe and giving it to the other tribe. But in any event, so the people that are here are the uh, basically these words Lovchad's uh, uncles, if we should translate the words Bnei uh, Bnei Gilad uh, and the Rashi Ovis would be the head of the families of, you know, Bnei Gilad literally meaning his Gilad's sons uh, so this was uh, still one generation above uh, Hefer now from the order of the story the way it was related in Parshish Pinchas in the Torah uh, that the daughters of Tzlovchad uh, that's in Perich of Zayin starting with Posik Aleph, that they came, Slavchad and Hefer, they were asking a part in the land of Israel, that that took place uh, before this whole story of Bnei God and Bnei, and, and Bnei Ruvain that asked for a part in uh, Eber Hayardin, that their portion should be given to them in Eber Hayardin and not in Eretz Yisrael. And... Um, only later on uh, was it changed uh, to the fact that Hashem agreed and Hashem gave them Reuven and God. And then we find in the end of Parshas Mateis that actually also the half of the Shevet Menashe also got the land in the Ever Hayardin. And uh, the Posik actually in the end talks about uh, the Bnei Mochir Ben Menashe uh, so this must have been some sons of Mocher and Menashe. And then the Pasuk continues talking also about Yoir ben Menashe. Now uh, Rashi brings out over there that uh, uh, that he um, um, that he didn't have any children. So he caught and that's why we ask that we don't find in the Parshas Pinchas, and he, and he mentioned the Chlal of Yoyir of anybody else. But I, I guess um, we have to say that uh, these Mochir uh, that we talk about over there, some of the families, um, they, um, they stayed in the Eber Hayardin. They, they gave half of them stayed in the Eber Hayardin. But the Bnei Slavchod and their section of the family, so those who came close now, Rosh obviously Mishpachos Bnei Gilod, apparently that those of the families, though that went ended up in Eretz Yisrael, they were concerned, considered certain of their Nachla, and it almost, you know, Bnei Slavchod went into Eretz Yisrael, Mechavah and uh, even though uh, this was before the story with the Bnei Gad Neiruvein, uh, 
doesn't look like I'm trying to figure out proof of Shomikra, if we have evidence that they didn't get on the other side of the Yarden. I mean, maybe they also got on the Eber HaYarden. But most likely, they wanted Mechavah Eretz Yisrael, was real Eretz Yisrael, uh, meaning Eretz Canaan, uh, which has the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael and everything, not like Eber HaYarden. Um, so the Chayra, these, this is talking about Menashe, that part of the Shevet Menashe that one is going into Eretz Yisrael. So we have to look at the Mepharshim, see how the Mepharshim say. But in any event, Posse continues in Posse's base, so they said, this Rosh Yavis, from those families, said to Moshe um, and to the Nesim, but they're speaking to Moshe, as Adoni Tziva Hashem, my master, God commanded, Losis as Ahoretz Benachalo, to give the land as an inheritance, Bekoyrel Ibn Yisro, with a lot of Ibn Yisro. So, of course, here it's obvious that we're talking about the people that are going to Eretz Yisroel, because the uh, others, ones that would stay in Ebra Yardin, that was not given through a lottery, that was given to them by Moshe Rabbeinu, by Hashem. But in any event, so what they're saying is, and our master has been instructed by Hashem, also, Losis is Nachlas Slavchod to give the inheritance of Tzlovchot Achinu, our brother. So they're calling him our brother, uh, the brothers of, um, could be Levnoisa uh, to his daughters. Our brother, if it means literally a brother, would mean they are Tzlovchot's brothers, uh, which means they were sons of Hefer, but... Uh, before it says that they were Bnei Gilad. Uh, Gilad was... Uh, the Bnei Gilad were brothers with Hefer. Um, and Hefer um, had Slavchod. So when they're saying here, Slavchod uh, Ochinu, Nachlat Slavchod Ochinu, uh, either they mean our brother, meaning our uh, nephew in this case, then we find it, uh, as Rashi pointed out, Ochinu is called a nephew. In these cases, we find it in, in various times before. Or when it says before B'nai uh, Gilod, doesn't mean B'nai Gilod, it can mean the grandsons of Gilod. Or maybe it's all in all. To look at exactly what they say, Nachlas Slavchad Ochinu, the inheritance of Slavchad, our brother, leave Noisev. Again, because the way it worked is, Slavchad was the son of Hefer. And Hefer was the son of Gilad. So, and Gilad was the son of Machir. So, uh, between the Bnei Gilad were on the same uh, level as Hefer. And then he, Hefer, had Slavchad. So, in any event, so what was their complaint? So what the Pasuk Gimel says, V'hoyu lechod mibnei shiftei, v'hoyu lechod mibnei shiftei b'nei Yisrael l'noshim. And then these daughters will be to one of the tribes of the b'nei Yisrael as wives. And what will happen is, v'nigra nachaloson, 
so their inheritance will be diminished from the inheritance of our fathers. Meaning that the fact that they will inherit and they will give it to another tribe, so their part of their inheritance will be diminished from the inheritance that we took from our father, meaning from our tribe. The noisav and that will be added on Nachlasamata to the inheritance of the tribe, Ashti Yanulahem, that they're going to be to them. And then and from the lottery of our inheritance that will be missing. Now, how is that gonna be happening? I she's there living there. How is it gonna be going away to somebody else? Uh, for her son inherits her. And the son, if they're married to somebody else, another tribe, he belongs to the other tribe. So then it turns out that his nachala belongs to the other tribe. So now they are going to be missing from their tribe that portion which uh, the daughters of Tzlovchot or any other one would uh, inherit to their, to their sons. Pasuk Dalet. V'im And if the Yehoi will be uh, now the Pasik is uh, trying to tell us over here as Rashi explains it that uh, when a person sells usually a property then by the evil everything comes back but as opposed to when you inherit a property then evil has no effect on it so what the people were arguing, the Bnei Gilad, what they were arguing to Moshe and the Nesim, that the level of Yerusha over here with the Bnei Slavchot, the Yovel isn't going to help them bring, to bring them back their part of the inheritance because Yerusha doesn't work. So even though he said this, even with the Yovel, for the Bnei Yisrael, still that doesn't help. So the Yevil over here doesn't actually change anything, but he's trying to say that even with the Yevil, still the their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe that they will marry, that will be to them. And from the inheritance of the tribe of our parents, their portion will be missing. But Rashi explains also over here, the language, it says V'im if the Yevil will be. Uh, it would seem the language, language would be V'kasher when the Yevil will be. But Rashi already explained many times before that V'im in Kesef Tal or some Im, uh, Rashi, matter of fact, I believe, said that three times uh, it's mentions, but it wouldn't be difficult to explain him, but still Rashi brings down over here that the Im from here Rabbi Yehuda would say that 
also the Yevil Sheyivsek, that the uh, Yevil is destined to stop, which means that we don't always count the Yevil and the 50th year only. Um, we know it has to be the Yishvalel. Uh, there has to be conditions, and we don't just automatically, and this is hinted by the Torah writing it in the Im Yevil, meaning that it's possible that it shouldn't be the evil, and if it will be. Uh, even though I said before, the Chayr in Pashtus, uh, why Rashi has to explain it over here like such, because in this case, uh, it's not even when the evil will be, because the evil will be, they're trying to say uh, that even with the evil won't help, but not that something is going to happen when the evil will take place. Uh, because nothing is going to happen, because we're trying to see, they're trying to bring out the opposite. Um, but anyway, you have to look in exactly what's Rashi's Echachas over here. For the Imiya Yehovah's Echachas, to say, This is not like a sale which would return to the Yehovah. Because inheritance is not come back on the Yehovah. Even if the Yevil is, uh, happens, the inheritance will not go back to our tribe. Then it'll turn out that it'll be added to the inheritance of the tribe that they will be married. So, Pasuk Hey. So Moshe instructs the Bnei Yisrael based on Hashem's mouth as instruction to say, Properly the tribe of Yosef speak. Now previously in the, when, by the Bnei Slavchot, when they asked for the property, we find a very similar lotion. The Pesach says over there, Cain Bnei Slavchot Deivris. Rashi over there translates it that uh, properly means that the parsha is actually written by me like this in heaven and that they were able to see what Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't see. And Rashi says also, They demanded properly, Look, Lucky is a person who Hashem admits to his words. That's what Rashi comments over there. Over here, the Rashi leaves it blank. Either... Rashi uh, relies on the pshat of there that the similar interpretation is here. Came out the bnei Yisrael that Asherei Adam Shakadosh Baruch Hu made lidvorov, and this would be the mate. And then maybe they also the came in Yisrael for just like over there it means kachsu parshul fun of a morim. Maybe this was means also in the came in the mate bnei Yisrael David. But Rashi doesn't have to say it again because he relies on what he said it before. Or maybe here it is different. I don't know. This is the thing that Shem, that Hashem has commanded for Tzlovchot's daughter, Lamer saying, To whatever finds favor in their eyes, they can be for wives. They can choose whatever they wish. However, there's a stipulation, the Mishpachas, they must marry to the family of the father's tribe. They must marry to them. So that the inheritance shall not 
uh, be moved around for the Bnei Yisrael from one tribe to the other tribe. Because each person in the inheritance of his father's tribe, the sons of Israel shall cleave. So he's going to the father's tribe. So this is Hashem saying directly to the Bnei Slavchad and tell him what to do. And then Pasuk Ches talks about generally if there was anybody else besides Bnei Slavchad. Any daughter that would inherit a inheritance from the tribes of the Bnei Yisrael. So this would be true for any tribe, any daughter, and if there is, she inherits. And we know already that the woman will inherit, the girl will inherit when there is no boys over there. So the Torah says, She has to be to someone from her father's tribe as a wife. So that the Bnei Yisrael inherit each one the his father's inheritance. In this case, her child will inherit not his father's, will have the mother's inheritance because the mother's inheritance is uh, from a different tribe, but we want to only from that tribe, which is doesn't mean only his father, but it means his father means from the same tribe. So we want them all to stay in the same tribe. She says, so when, which would be the daughter that would be inheriting an Akhla? That means that her father had no son, just like by the daughters of Tzlavchot, so they get the inheritance. So there shall be no inheritance moving from one tribe to the other tribe. For each person in his inheritance, the tribes of Israel should cleave to, to connect with only their inheritance for their tribes, that which, that's which, from which they should take their inheritance. As Hashem instructed Moshe, so the daughters of Tzlavchad did. And uh, I believe that Rashi said it before, that it was only applied for that generation, but uh, later on, they uh, after... Uh, once they went to Israel, then they could technically marry whoever they wanted, and the tribe would actually end up losing out uh, to somebody else that might uh, might get that. I think Rashi put it down before. I'm not sure. Pasigidala, but Yena. So they were who Machlo Tirzav Chaglo Milkov Noya Bnei Slavchad. That was the five daughters of Slavchad. Now we learned before the story with Slavchot that Bechetim makes the whole story that the Parshish Pimchas when they came asking. So they were Livnei Doidehem to their sons of their uncles, Lenoshim for wives. Now, if we again translate Doidehem literally, meaning uncles, which would mean their father's brothers. Uh, that would be Hefer's brother. So then that would fit with Ochinu that we said before in Pasig Beis as Nachlach Slavchot Ochinu. And so that would be the Deyem, uh, Hefer's brothers. Now, 
we would find in the pasuk before that Hefer had brothers because in the Parshas Pinchas it just tells you about all the sons of Gilad, and it doesn't mention any other sons to Hefer. So I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about before uh, whether there were brothers over there that are not mentioned over here. But in any event, uh, the uh, pasuk says they were to their uh, sons of their uncles, that means their first cousins, it would seem the Nashim. Or it means the day means their great uncles, which means not Tzlovchot's brothers, but Hefer, Tzlovchot's father's brothers, which would be the Bnei Gilad directly. Rashi says, now the name they mentioned over here is Machlo Tirzo, and Rashi says, Kan Monon defeat. Here he counts them in the order of their uh, age, age-wise, how they were bigger one from the other. And Rashi adds, They got married in the order as they were born. So over here, they were, so first Machla, that's the order that they were born. But in all the psukim and the monolithi chachmosom, he counts them by their wisdom, not in the order of birth and not in the order, you know, they get married over here. We're talking about the order they got married. That's what he says in this order. But it always comes in the order of the chachma. And and it teaches us that they are equal one to the other. What is the Bechol HaMikra that Rashi is referring to? So first of all, we have, we encountered the Bnei Slavchod as they were, um, they were counted in Parshas Pinchas, in Pasik Lamed Gimel, Perik Chavav. So over there, it starts talking to Bnei Slavchod. So it, told, it starts off with Machla, as it does over here. But then... You know, it goes on to Noya and uh, and then Chogla and Milka, and then 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 you have Tirza, and by us it's Tirza was the second one. So over there, that's one way uh, different than here. Perik in Pasuk Aleph when they came to complain over there also Machla is mentioned first, and that is also consistent with the way they were counted. Uh, in Pasuk Lamad Gimel, I mean, that follows exactly Machla Noye Choglo Milko Tirzo and then Machla Noye Choglo Milko Tirzo. So the two Psukim and Pashas Pinchas, they follow exactly each other. So when Rashi says Machla Mikra Monlifi Chachmosam, he means in both of these other places. Um, and there's actually also a Pasuk in Yeshua where the Pasuk mentions them and it's always with the language as in the other psukim over there that um, so here that's where Rashi was uh, questioning why does it change over here and Rashi says that in the other places he counts them by their wisdom now since this is the case that they were the age and they were married. Why, uh, why uh, count them 
in a different way. Why count them not by age-wise all the time? So Rashi seems to say that they counted them by their wisdom. The order of the wisdom was the way the Pasik says, but the fact that they, uh, the fact that sometimes the Torah counts them by the wisdom, and here by the marriage, the Torah counts them by the order of the birth, this tells us that they were equal one to the other. This whole thing from the Rebbe about this, got to look it up and see how to understand this Rashi properly. No, I won't leave this. Uh, from the families of the sons of Menashe and Yosef, they were for wives, so that remains the same tribe, the tribe of Menashe. But he so their inheritance was on the tribe of their father's family. These are the mitzvahs, the commands, and the laws. That Hashem has instructed the hand of Moshe Bnei Yisrael to the Bnei Yisrael. This was Ba'arvis Moyov in the plains of Moyov al Yardin on the Jordan, which is next to Yerechei. Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazak. Now, when he says the word Eilah mitzvahs, which specifically mitzvahs is he talking about? Well, we had the issue over here with the um, uh, Rosh Yavis about the problem with the marriage of the Bnei Slavchot. Um, also, by the way, it seems like it could have been nobody else came to complain. Uh, the Pasik sort of writes a few extra psukim over here. It was seen in to cover anyone else not part of the story over here with Slavchot, but nobody else came to complain, and nobody else, uh, only the Slavchot we find, and we also only find, um, um, you know, this discussion that coming to complain. Now with the Rosh Aves from the Bnei Gilad, we don't find any other tribes, anybody come to complain. And especially if we should assume that um, it only applied to that uh, that particular uh, time when they're going into Eretz Yisrael, but not later on. So why would we need to tell us about the other, uh, the other cases, about anyone else besides the only case, apparently? But... I don't know. Um, then, in Arvis Moyev, we had the Yinwar in Arvis Moyev this whole time, after we finished the reading in the um, in, in, in the, the Parshat Masi about the different journeys, but uh, not sure uh, by Sichan Ve'oig where exactly it starts, the Arvis Moyev, uh, uh, which the Pasuk sums up with the alien. But in any event, this is all the... Um, Laws that were done by Rosh Hashanah.